Hey everyone, this is episode 155 of Griff's Brain Dump and it's me, Griff, obviously. This is going to be a short one because um, I'm busy and I can't think of any other time to do this podcast this weekend. So I thought, let me just squeeze it in between doing the washing up and taking laundry off the rack. That is what I'm doing, my rock star lifestyle. Heading to my brother's house for dinner. And uh, I've got to do something so productive today. I'm too busy tomorrow to do it. So this is what you're getting. Uh, how's your week been? What you've been up to? What have I been up to? I uh, I gigged, I gigged, and then I had a meeting with a few guys about writing projects we're starting, and uh, that's about it, really. This week, that is about it. Got um, got a courtesy car for my motor. Did I tell you the quote for my car damage? £3,400 worth of damage outside my own abode. Uh, but I've got a, got a Vauxhall Mocha. Mocha X. It's like a mini SUV. It's weird. It's like big hatchback, small SUV. It's a weird shape and size of car. I think I like it, but I just miss my car, man. I just miss my car. I, I feel like this is what would happen if you went to sleep and then you woke up in a different body. It'll feel like this. Like this, where, like my spatial awareness, where I am in the road, it just feels all wrong in this car. This car's higher, it's a taller car and a shorter car than my one. So I just feel all over the place. I'm taking corners. I'm like, shit, am I going to hit the curb? What's going on? Um, yeah, decent car though. Heated steering wheel, heated seats to toast up your balls and your butthole. And yeah, toasted steering wheel for your fingers. And um, did I say toasted? Toasted steering <laughs> Heated. You don't want your steering wheel toasted. Crumble in your hands, crash your car. Don't want that. That's a little design flaw there in, in the Vauxhall. The steering wheel's made of toast. Don't, you don't want that. You don't want a steering wheel made of toast. Um, what else have you done this week? And I've been told, oh, see, I'll get the car next week. I'll get the car next week, so I'll get that back. I'll be back in my normal body. It'll be like a shit episode of Freaky Friday, where it's just a courtesy car, but it's a courtesy body. That's what's happened. And um, that's really it this week. The gigged on Monday at South Kensington Comedy Club. Try some new jokes. Um, what it is, you try 10 minutes of new jokes, you get a real laugh in one of them. You're like, I'll keep that one. And the rest, you just throw in the bit. Now, you, I'll rework those, but uh, that one seems to work, so that's going to be added. And then, um, what else? It's been um and ahhing about whether I'm going to do the Camden Fringe this year. I think I am. I think I am. Obviously, I had my sold-out show last year. Uh, three nights sold out. It's just, what am I going to do this year? Am I going to like go for a longer run or am I going to go for a shorter run and bigger venue? Um, like the deal I got with the venue last year, I don't think I'll be able to match that deal. So I'm going to have to get that out of my head. But um, let's see. Let's see what goes on. I feel like I want a bigger venue, but it's going to be hard to get a bigger venue on such a good deal. But we'll see. We'll see. And then do I actually have anything to say? I don't want to force a show. You know, I don't want to do... So, yeah, I'm going to do an hour and then come out and I've actually got, you know, 25 minutes of jokes 
and then 35 minutes of long pauses. No one wants that. So see, or I might make it a 45 minute show. Who knows? Who knows? Who bloody knows? But um, what else? What else has been going on in, in the week? In the news, I went to see Tottenham. Went to see Tottenham versus Middlesbrough. Don't hear about that. And nothing, nothing of note in that game or my journey there. Not, not really. Except for overeating. That's all I did. And the foods there, I eat. Do I have a bad relationship with food? No. I can say that because I'm not fat. Nor am I really skinny. If you're any of those things, then you might have a poor relationship with food. I'm trying to think what else has uh, happened. This Nothing. nothing. There's, there's something that's proper t- tapping on my head. Like, Aaron, you're forgetting me. You're forgetting me. You're going to forget to talk about this? And I can't think what it is. I can feel it just, just tapping in my forehead. Um, Love Island, that's fully back, full swing of things. Back watching Love Island, and um, that's fun, isn't it? The black boy and the black girl there together, and black Twitter is quiet. <laughs> it's quiet. It's nothing to kick off about. So, um, so no, but. Love Island. Someone said Love Island is the juncture between Fiat 500 Twitter and Black Twitter. And um, that's, that's what it is. I'm not going to talk about Love Island either. you just got to watch the show. If you're interested, you watch it. If you're not, then um, you don't hear me talk about it. Uh, what? I don't, know. don't know what's been going on in the world. In the, world, in the news. I don't think anything in particular has been going on that's any significance. I mean, we're creep. Oh, I haven't got my watch on. This should tell my wrist. I'm going to watch. Um, creeping up to Brexit date, right? That's that's happening. Uh, but I don't know what 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 happens. What happens on the thirty first? I honestly, I did just uh, did just kind of stop, stop, just stopped, stopped caring. Stopped caring. And that's what we did to the society, isn't it? The vote happened, the election happened, then we was like, all right, game over. And then we went back to just, you know, watching Love Island and that's it. Um, let's see what's going on in the world. What's trending on Twitter? You know, the best place to get your news, Twitter. Obviously, it's going to be all football stuff, of course. Our people reacted to Spurs draw against Watford. What tot? Um, let's see. Spurs needed to bring on a player on the verge of leaving the club to try and get us a result. Yet we are still selling him this window for the sake of fifteen million pounds. Um. Wow. What was that? VAR is killing football. Let's see what is. So officials trusted to use Pythagoras' theorem of armpit offside decisions, yet they add two minutes of stoppage when they've had four minutes of stoppage in one incident. Yeah, I mean, 
I think a VAR instant happened. I think there was almost a goal. I'm looking at this image. Someone's saying you've got to love VAR. Um, yeah, so I guess it's not actually a goal. Right, fine. I'm not going to talk about that. That's, that's a very visual thing that I'm looking at. And I'll just end up getting to my feelings and not really doing the pod. But um, apparently Michael Oliver had a very bad day. Um, right, let's see. Let's see if there's anything of any bloody worth or merit to talk about. News, actual news. Cancer patients living under Mumbai Bridge given shelter. European Union considered enforcing universal charges for mobile phones. Ooh. Um, here's how the UK will mark its departure from the EU. What business? Disney is dropping the Fox name from its recently acquired assets. So it should be 20th century, I guess. Uh, Sajid Javid says there will be no EU regulation alignment post-Brexit. Um, let's see, let's see if there's anything, really. I mean, ah, this, this is good news. This is good news. Free sanitary products will be available in schools and colleges across England. About fucking time. If you don't know about this, um, there's there's period poverty in this country where um, there's actually young ladies young, or girls who literally cannot afford sanitary products. And this is meant to be a first world country. And there's people in this country who cannot afford sanitary products. So they're literally taking days off school because they don't actually have you know, sanitary towels or tampons to get through the day. Flipping bizarre. So a range of period products will be made freely available at schools and colleges in England from next week to as part of the government's plan to combat period poverty. Um, the Department of for Education said no young person should have their education disrupted by their period. We're providing free period products to schools and colleges in England. That's good. I'm very happy about this. And it was one teen who started this campaign. And that is Amica George who started the campaign um, for free periods campaign. So shout out to her. Um, Don't know why it matters what she looks like, but I'm trying to find what she looks like. Guess if I ever see her on TV and go, oh, that's her. I think I found an image of her. Very pretty girl. Um, and that's my thing I've noticed. If you just get someone attractive on the front of a campaign, it'll get listened to much quicker. I saw Janelle Monet said she was non-binary. Um, I'm not sure how recently she said that, but I just saw a link posted to it on Facebook from a friend. And I guess if you're non-binary, you might be identified as they or them or one of the other ones. I don't know. Someone who's non-binary will have to tell me how they want to be identified. Now, initially, you're like, oh, what is this? There's only two genders. Fucking nonsense. You're talking about your non-binary. Binary to do computers in it. What's going on? Well, binary just means there's, you know, two distinct options. So zero and one, male, female. 
these people say they're neither male or female. That gender is a spectrum and it's fluid. And I get, I do get that element. Gender is a social construct. I know there's some tribes in the Pacific Ocean that has five different genders. And their society operates in that way. Uh, and then you guess you talk about biologically, there's two sexes. And then, you know, ma- man and boy are assigned to the male sex. So male and boy gender are assigned to the male sex. And, you know, women and girl genders are assigned to the female sex. That's what all of that is, right? All very confusing for some. Um, it's no real skin off my nose if someone says I don't identify as male or female. Um, because it's very rare I'm in a situation where their gender or sex is um, is pertinent to what I'm doing. See what I mean? Um, but if I was like single and dating, it might be. But this one I'm talking about to get someone attractive to front your campaign. Janelle Monet says, you know, you, you go on a date with Janelle Monet, she's a lady, and then she goes, actually, I'm non binary. And you're like, all right, are you going to stop going on a date with her? You found her attractive before. Now, do you find them attractive? And what she then identifies as a man, do you find him attractive? I think she's good looking enough that I would call myself gay if she said she was a dude. <laughs> but no, it's, I don't. I don't want the. I don't know what the rules are. I need to speak to someone who. But it's the thing, you can't speak to someone who's in it because they're not an expert. They're just living their life. Literally happened at a gig. Someone attempted a joke about a beef between bias, bisexual people and pansexual people, based on gender. Uh, they are someone who's part of the LGBT plus community. So, hey, you, you're uh, you're bisexual, right? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't even know. It's like me. I don't know everything's going on in Africa and the Caribbean. Uh, but do I identify as with those regions in the world? Yes. Yes, I do. But it's just the uh, just pressure we have. Um, what else is going on? Bolsonaro fires culture secretary for quoting Nazi leader in speech. Oh, there you go. He's not that right wing then. Uh, the Rock's dad died. That happened. Um, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge spend a day in Bradford. Hmm. Slow news though. Then England's last McDonald's county is getting a restaurant. Which place did not have? Rutland, the last English county without McDonald's, has had a drive-through restaurant approved in Oakham. There you go. Who knew? What a bit of trivia there. That Rutland did not have a McDonald's. I would have driven through Rutland and not known that. Rutland's not even like getting mid. Isn't like butt fuck nowhere. So that's uh, Cambridge and Peterborough around that way. Hmm, interesting. Right, let's look at the EU. This last bit of news I'm reading that I'm just going to do dear, dear, dream. European Union considers enforcing universal charges for mobile phones. Um, members of the European Parliament are planning to vote on the measure in the future session in hopes of re- to reduce waste and help customers. But guess what? We're leaving the EU, so we'll still have to be like, hey, mate, you got, a, you got an iPhone charger? Yeah, I've got this one. Oh, wait, is that for the iPhone 6? Yeah, uh, I've got an iPhone 9. Sorry. Uh, hey, mate, you got USB? 
cable. Well, yeah, yeah, it's USB. I've been a wicked, wicked. What's the end of it? Oh, yeah, it's just a universal one. Oh, okay, wait. Oh, no, I thought, wait a minute. Is that a USB C? Yeah, I didn't need that one. Damn. It's like, uh, oh, it's so annoying that when I started, when mobile phones started getting big, it's like, yeah, all the chargers were different, but the phones were different. Now, every phone is basically the same, made out of flipping 95% glass and 5% other breakable materials. And then, I mean, that's, that's, I'll spend 900 quid on that. You sneeze as you walk out of car phone warehouse, it shatters into pieces. Like, oh, wait, warranty? No, get out, and you're still paying £40 a month to actually buy the phone. Another £25 for uh, unlimited data? Yeah, and you get free phone calls and free text. Who's texting nowadays? Except for companies, generic mail-outs. You got unlimited data. You get like four days into your month. It's like, um, my internet doesn't seem to be working. You call the number. You've exceeded your limit on data. What for is unlimited? Well, no. It couldn't be unlimited, sir. That'd be silly. Why do you advertise it as unlimited then? Um, sir, I don't like your tone. Um, you was told at the start of the message that we wouldn't be accepting any abuse. So I no longer have to continue this conversation, sir. Um... What am I talking about? I don't know. Right, let's get on a bit of Dear Deirdre because I am rabbiting and um, no one cares what I've got to say. Um, oh, I just opened Google. Last year I was looking at was the fact that Nebraska is the only triple landlocked state in, uh, in North America. There you go. How about that? <laughs> um, Dear Deirdre. Here's this for a headline. Do I tell husband the truth about my incredible lesbian threesome? If it's before you got with him, no. If it's while you're with him, uh, no. Yes? I don't know. Let's read on. I had a threesome with two other women that are happily married to a guy. How does this happen? Please tell me you're at least bisexual. Not just like, oh, I always thought women were kind of attractive. And then, boom, just dive in head first. Poussoir first. Boom, into two other ladies. Like, well, how? How do you get there? You know what I mean? You went from A to 400. That's right. You started alphabetically, ending numerically. It went nuts. Anyway, I've never even thought about any women that way before. How does this happen? I'm 31. My husband's 33. Uh, We've been married for five years. And are very happy together. One night, I went to a nightclub in town with girls from work. One was celebrating her 30th birthday. We had a great night, but I ended up very drunk and went back to one of the group's houses. We had a few more drinks and talk got sexual. We stopped our fantasies and two women said they had always wanted to try a threesome. I have never even thought about having one. But the more they were talking, the more turned on I got. Strange. Um, I jokingly suggested that perhaps we ought to have one there and then. Before I knew it, before I knew what was happening, two of the women grabbed my hands and I went upstairs with them. One thing led to another and I ended up having sex with them. It was a bit awkward at first, but I really enjoyed it once I got over my inhibitions. Afterwards, I couldn't believe what I had done. I'm not attracted to women and I feel so bad because I've cheated on my lovely, my lovely husband. He doesn't deserve this. 
Around him, I try to act as if everything is normal, but I don't know how much longer I can keep it up. To make matters worse, at work on Monday, I felt everyone staring at me. It turns out they all know what happened. Oh! <laughs> Tell you what. Stories like that do not stay between the sheets, especially at work. You can't have a triple lady threesome at work. And that's just kept quiet. One person told someone, that person told another, that person told another, and that person will get drunk on a Thursday and go, oh my God, if you know what I know, fucking hell. You know, Helen, Megan, Steph, banged each other. That's right, banged each other. Steph's 30th went back to Steph's. They all had sex. You what? Yes. What? Helen? She doesn't even like women. She's married, isn't she? I know. Oh, my God. Sensational. Let me text my mates who don't even work here about this. And then it goes, whoom, whoom, whoom. It gets bigger. And then the rumour starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're like, oh, my God, he's going to get back to my husband. And that's what you're thinking right now. And he's like, can I control this rumour before it gets back to my husband some way? And the answer is no. No, it cannot. Control the information, control the situation. So in this one, with that spiraling out of control, you've got to be the one to tell your husband. And how he's going to react? Who knows? He's going to feel fucked up and confused because he can't even get his rage out. Be like, what's his fucking name? That's what's going to happen. You're like, um, sit down, Greg. Can you please sit down, please? Of course, I'm to tell you. Then as a lady, you're going to start crying, even though you're in the wrong. Uh, just pissing Greg off. He's like, what? what's wrong? What's wrong, darling? What's wrong? What's wrong, Helen? What's wrong? Wait, um. And he's trying to hug you. And you're like, no, because you know you don't deserve the hug. Hi. I, I, I cheated on you. And Greg's like, you what? His voice is trying to break because he's upset. You, you what? Cheated on me? What's his fucking name? What's his fucking name? I'm going to smash his fucking head in. Does he know about me? Does he know about me? Greg, Greg, calm down, please. Please calm down. What's his fucking name? It's like, Greg, it's, it's not a he. He's like, what? Not he? Is he non-binary? What's going on? It's, it's like, no, 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 Greg, no, no. He, he's, he, it's a lady. It's a woman, woman. Woman, you what? You, you cheated on me with a bird? With a, with a bird? What? Two, two, two women. What? Threesome? Two, two birds? Did you, did you film it? <laughs> he's going to be so confused. He's not know he's going to punch. He can't just walk, walk into work and punch Steph in the tits. Oh, you cow. Right hook to the breast. You can't do that. I mean, punch her in the tit, kick Megan in the pussy. Pow! You can't do that. He, he, he's got nowhere to display... You know, to disperse that rage. So he's going to go football Sunday morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dog shit United versus overweight FC. And he's going to go right through their centre-back. Boom. Two-footed. Ah, yeah, I've got work in the morning. And he's going to get sent off. And I was like, what the fuck's wrong with Greg? What is wrong with Greg? And that's what's wrong. Um. Anyway. <laughs> 
They keep commenting behind my back. Um, <laughs> I wish I had gone home that night. I worry my husband will find out and have no idea how he would react. I can't even begin to imagine how I'd tell him or whether I should. I just want to forget it ever happened. Well, you know, you're going to have to tell him because it's now out there. It's now out there. Um, right, next one. Dear Deirdre, uh, want the truth. Married woman says I'm her child's dad, but she's refusing to have the DNA test. Then that is not your kid. I know you should take care of your kids. But if someone's just trying to dash it, fling a child on you on some Mori Povich shit, you know what I mean? She's called seven other guys. So you're the eighth guy who's actually picked up. Don't be that guy. None of that. Get a DNA test. The woman... I had sex with, says her baby son is mine, but she's refusing to have a DNA test and makes threats that I will never see him again. I met her in a club while she was out with some friends two years ago. And there was an instant attraction. Though she was married, I end up staying at her place for the weekend while her husband was away. She was 25, I was 23. We had a sick relationship for a few months, but she wouldn't leave her husband and we split up. Then I read on Facebook that she had a baby and judging from the dates, I thought I could be the father. When she and her husband briefly lived apart, I went to meet her to talk. She really, she really took to her little boy and asked for tests to find out if he was mine. Oh, so I really took to her little boy and asked for tests to find out if he was mine. But those tests never took place and she later got back for her husband. Now she's been in touch to say that I am his dad and need to take responsibility. But in her next breath, she says I will never see him again and that she's going to bring him up with her husband. So basically, she's just trying to have an insurance policy that if she leaves her husband, someone's going to look after the kid. Um, she ain't told her husband about you. Um, this kid ain't yours. This kid ain't yours. It's, um... But if he is, don't they get a DNA test? Maybe just give him a little haircut and she's not looking. Get that tested on. Be like, is this kid mine? I think that's what you need to do, right? Get hair. Just steal his hair. That's all. Steal his hair. No harm, no foul. You find out the kid's not yours, you chuck away the results, nothing ever happened, it's like blah, 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 she's like, you need to see your kid, you're like, it's not mine, you know that, and you just delete her, don't need to torture her anymore, but if he is yours, then you're like, I will see the son, and then, you know, you just demand to see your kid, right, next one, um, my girlfriend confessed to never having an orgasm, and I'm so shocked. Oh no. Uh, my girlfriend confessed that she never had an orgasm either on her own or with a partner. Well, if she's never had it on her own, then that's not your issue, mate. Okay? Orgasms are your own responsibility. You know how to have an orgasm. You bring your orgasm to the sex, okay? I'm going to bring mine to the sex. You bring yours to the sex. And we both leave with our orgasms, okay? You, don't, you can't come empty-handed. And then try to leave with an orgasm. No. You brought your orgasm. You leave with your orgasm. That's how it goes. And we're doing orgasms together. Because I've just never understood. How, how, how can you not make yourself come. And then expect someone else to just come aboard. And go like, This is how you do it. It's your body. Work it out. Um, anyway. We started dating two months ago. I'm 31. She's 27. We've discussed having sex for the first time recently. Uh, which is when she made this confession. I'm not sure how to deal with that. 
I'm very glad she told me I'm a typical alpha male and would prefer to know rather than feel a failure if she doesn't climax during sex with me. Most of the women I've slept with have had an orgasm and I consider myself a generous lover. She wants us to work together to see if we could do it. There's no we. It's her issue. Think about it, mate. You can just go to the bathroom, knock up an orgasm like that for yourself. So there's no we about it. She needs to work herself out. She needs to work on what she likes. That's what she needs to do. And you can be there to support her while she works out what she likes. But don't have her having you straining your dick, pulling your bollocks, right? Try to make this lady orgasm. And, uh, and you know, it's like it's her responsibility. She needs to work out how to do that. It's a madness. Anyway, last one. Um, Right, my, this is mad. Loud loving, woo! Um, my parents have sex so loudly, I cannot even sleep on the same floor. I mean, if they're having sex on the floor, don't go to sleep next to them. <laughs> anyway, um, dear Deirdre, my parents um, have such loud sex that I have been sleeping on the sofa downstairs for the past two years. Wow. Um, the noise regularly woke me up when I was little. This is sounds traumatic. It's something here when your parents have sex when you're like late teens, early 20s. It's different if you're like five. Um, eventually, I couldn't take it anymore and I love my parents, but this is a real issue. I'm a girl of 17. I don't want to offend them by telling them directly about the problem, but I don't know what else to say when they ask why I sleep downstairs. I keep making excuses, but I've but I've none left. I would like to sleep upstairs in my own bed for once. Listen, you just tell them, right? Because listen, I'm, I'm fucking 17, okay? I'm doing my goddamn A-levels. I barely get any sleep anyway. I'm stressed. My body's going through changes. Social media's a fucking ball, like. And when I get home, I just want to sleep. But YouTube. You, Randy bastards, you can't keep the noise down. you got to keep the noise down. What, what do you mean, Charlotte? Don't you what do you mean, Charlotte? Me, mother. What I mean is, shut your mouth, have sex in silence, right? Like normal fucking parents. Actually, be like normal parents. Stop having sex. No, do what? I'm being harsh. I love the fact you're in a loving relationship, but I don't want to be involved in that part of it. Keep the noise down. Pack it in or invest in some soundproofing between my wall and the rest of this house because I have had enough and I've had it up to here hearing him smashing you from behind. All right? And they'll be sat there at the dining table, mouths agasp. Yeah? And then she'll turn to your dad, your mum turn to dad, be like, I told you she could hear us. <laughs> I don't know. And it'll be done. Be sorted. Trust me, the embarrassment they'll feel from you saying it, you, the more confident you are, that's what it is in life, right? When there's an awkward conversation to have, the more the more confident person dominates the conversation. Talk about sex. If you're so open about talking about sex, you'll dominate that conversation. Money, anything. Anything that's awkward, Go in there with confidence. It's your conversation now. You steer it wherever you want it to go. And that's how you do it. That's how you do it. 
Right, I have. I'm, do I have one more? Right, let's get one more. One more. They're all sexual today. Try to resist. My fiance's younger sister likes to tease me sexually. Dear Deirdre, my, uh, my fiance's younger sister keeps flirting with me. We meet up with her regularly and usually go out for a meal. During the evening, she always manages to sit opposite me and jiggles her breasts at me. No, wait, wait, mate. Gary, is she actually doing this? Or is this your dirty mind going, look at her breasts. Oh, her breasts. And she's just there like covering herself up awkwardly like, Jesus Christ, Gary, shut your mouth. You know what I mean? Is that you? We've all been there. You know when you actually fancy someone, but, you know, you don't want to go there. They say hello to you. Like, all right, calm down. Jesus Christ, and dress me with your eyes there. <laughs> oh, God. Chill out. They're like, what? Because they are not feeling the same. Let's see, anyway. I am a guy of 19. There you go. Testosterone through the roof. My fiance is 18. Why are you getting married so young? I don't know. It's not it's nothing to do with me. Her sister is almost 17. Almost. God damn. Calm down, bro. I mean, he's 19. I'm thinking of my age. I mean, so 19 and 16, it's... Uh, this is not for me. I think when I was 19, I would have made some jokes about 16-year-olds. Because I've been 19. No, lies. I was thinking if I was at sixth form, in the, so... You know, six when we'd make jokes about girls in year 11, but I wouldn't ever want to go there. When I was 19, I was at uni, so I just didn't see those girls. Actually, we had a college on site at our uni. So it's not, even then, it was just like, I think because I had the university right there with all these girls my age, it was like, I don't even really need to even consider if these girls in the college who are 18 are even attractive. So I don't care. Look at all these girls at uni. Strange. Let's see. Anyway, I'm a guy of 19. My fiance is 18. Her sister is almost 17. I love that. Almost 16. It's, that's the age. I'm almost this. I just turned. No, don't care if you just turned or you're almost. Tell me the age you are at right now. She wears sexy clothes and always manages to let me know she's not wearing any underwear. How? How does she let you know? She comes in. She's like, Beth. She's like, yeah? You wearing underwear? No. <laughs> always letting me know. <laughs> anyway, um, she knows I, I have always fancied her. How have you always fancied her? How long have you been together with this? With your, if you're 19, how long have you been with your fiancé for? For you to have always fancied her younger sister, who is 16. You're a creepy dude. Um... She knows I've always fancied her and would like to have sex with her, but I love my fiance. I wouldn't hurt her for the world. Should I tell her to stop? Would that make her keep? Would that make her even keener? I think this is you, bruv. Generally, I think this is you. Um, you fancy her, and you just can't control yourself right now. You need to just, you know what I mean, fix up, sort sort yourself out, son. All right? It's not cool. It's not sexy. It's not cute. It's not nice. Fucking stop it. Right? Leave the little girl alone. Little creep. Okay, that's the end of the podcast. Um, I think we did well there, guys. 35 minutes of pods. Well, I guess 36. And, um, yeah. 
That's the end of the pod. So, want to go to my website, darrengriffiths.com, forward slash gigs. If you want to come see me live. Um, next proper shows are the Valentine's weekend, 15th and 16th. That's what I'll be doing. Real, constructed, funny jokes. If you see me at any other gig between now and then, there will be unstructured, potentially unfunny, unworked out jokes. So that's up to you. All right. Peace.